Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for a little comics talk as we continue our MCU coverage with the latest entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the final entrant into Phase 4, I believe, of... uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, some would say the weakest of the phases so far, but it is what it is, uh, with Black Panther Wakanda Forever, the Black Panther 2. Joining me today, I'm your host as always, Matt Pearson. Joining me today is Kevin Miller. How are you, Kev? Hey, not bad. All right, so a little bit quicker out the gate getting to this one than we were with Thor Love and Thunder, but still, you know, we're, we're, we're busy. It's holiday time. We weren't quite able to get... Uh, right on top of Black Panther Wakanda Forever, but here we go. We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, what what we thought uh, on this one. Uh, overall thoughts on this one. I I just like I I mean my biggest beef with this movie is in in no fucking world should this have been two hours and forty minutes. <laughs> this movie should never have been pushed in three hours. It it was good. I love the Black Panther of it all and the like the the overall arc for me. I think. Like if I if I were to just talk about what, what I think the biggest problem that this movie has, and I like, and I don't want to start off on a negative, but this this just I, th- there's no way around it with this one for me. This movie is eighty percent a fantastic ten out of ten for me, or damn close to a ten out of ten, and that's like most of the Black Panther Wakanda stuff. The problem is this movie is bogged down by the twenty percent. MCU Marvel I don't want to say BS but that's the best term I got but it's it's uh it's it's bogged down by by the Marvel of it all just yeah. the unnecessary Riri Williams being in this like shoehorned in like you wouldn't believe it's, one of the worst parts the of the film we always all, have to give yeah. over 20% of the movie like you're saying in order to be like hey remember this character the here they are again what are they up to now hey yeah. we're, we're going to introduce but, a new character and kind of Put them in the on the back burner, but just so you know that there's a name drop that's gonna happen, and we're gonna you know come back to this character later on. Like it, it, it's always setting up the next thing and not really focusing on its own plot as yeah. much as I would like. And, and maybe that's what happens when you're up to I think maybe 27 movies at this point. Yeah, and it's usually more fun than it was in this movie, but I guess because this movie started off on the foot of having one, a, a, a next-to-impossible task. Not since uh, I teared up at the end of Fast 7 when we went to go see that one, Kevin, has has a, a movie quite had to skirt, uh, or, or quite, not skirt's not the right word, has a movie quite had to kind of deal with, with, with something pretty, di- like this tragic uh, in the middle of of a a just a multi hundred million dollar billion dollar franchise of uh, someone that the internet had nothing bad to say about, right. uh, just seemed like a great man, looked the part. I, I I'll always remember exactly where I was, which was in my basement in the middle of COVID playing poker with i'm not sure if you were there but a lot of my friends were there it was in the dark dark days like the early dark days of covid when literally the only thing i had to look forward to during the week was playing poker with you guys online on saturdays and that was when the news whatever saturday it was that that dropped it was when chadwick boseman and that moment will be seared in my memory forever uh we'll, we'll get to the to the chadwick boseman stuff in a minute because that's obviously a very big part of the movie but i, I just want to circle back to like just the marvel of it all in this it's usually better 
this one it was really sucky and really glaring. It really bogged down what was an otherwise pretty darn good film and is really, 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 and I've been working on my word power, really going to hurt this movie in rewatch because uh, it has so many just absolutely skippable scenes. Oh, definitely. And, and what is good is that those scenes are self-contained. <laughs> um because like like you say um like it, it was almost um to circle back on what you were saying where this movie absolutely did not need to be two hours and 40 minutes long like not even close uh, could have chopped 40 it, minutes off this flick it quickly telegraphs when you can go and have a bathroom break <laughs> yeah and you can take several like like don't hold back on the liquids when you're watching wakanda forever because there's going to be several bathroom breaks it's just that the whole riri williams character and i like the riri williams character and i don't want to like shit on the actress who was playing her because i thought that she would like had a, a a decent amount of charisma despite the fact that they kind of made that character really really annoying i hope they clean that up a little bit in the uh the disney plus series that we're getting next year but yeah. it it just it, it, that character didn't need to be in the movie whatever martin freeman really only needed to be in the one scene where it's like point us in the direction of the person yep, who built exactly. who built martin the thing needed to be like a four minute cameo scene and that's he, it <laughs> yeah not even it could have been two minutes the scene with him running in the forest and then him going okay i'm gonna tell you this but i shouldn't and then yeah. it points them in the direction of whoever the the whoever didn't have to be Riri williams it was only that so they could set her up for her her uh she she becomes basically the MacGuffin for like the first like the middle half hour of the movie, and then it's just kind of like, all right, that's sort of we sort around. of yeah. Now she's just sort of here, and she's gonna get in the Ironheart suit later. And I'm like, I guess that's cool, but also completely unnecessary. And and just like it it was not uh, that bit was not good. And then all of the the like I never thought I would be upset to ever see Julia Louis-Dreyfus on <laughs> television screen. And by God, they pulled it off in this one because it was just so unnecessary. And yeah, Val- Valentina was was a, a unwelcome guest in this particular flick. It just, it, it just didn't work, right? Like, Yeah, so yeah. I mean, this is the sort of thing that um, we've seen this sort of Marvel set up more i think prior to this in uh the television series than in the feature films now it not to say that it hasn't happened in the feature films because there was a lot of stuff in like multiverse of madness for example where it's like oh we're going to introduce america chavez and we're going to introduce all these different uh universes that may or may not come back and we're at the you know in the end credits we're going to introduce um uh charlie's theron and so on um and, and you know, there's a little bit of that, but this one definitely felt like uh, like we're gonna take like several of these five minute scenes with Martin Freeman and and Julia Lewis Dreyfus, and like that's your cue. Get up, go to the washroom, refill your beverage, come back, and you're gonna be seeing a, a much better scene following that. <laughs> yeah, typically, like because yeah. because and I mean we can move away from this because I feel like we've made our points pretty clear, but like the other yeah. 80% of the movie is uh, kicking a lot of ass, and it's just yeah. just riddled with the, that that twenty percent that I feel like could have been cut or at least cut down. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah. I, I didn't mind Riri as a character, but like she's there after like the initial scene and that that chase, um, that like uh, battle scene that is very similar to the one that they had in the first Black Panther in Korea. Yeah. Um, and uh almost beat for beat she's got like yeah. a prototype armor and you know it's cool but like after that she's just kind of around to make quips yeah 
and, and uh, we got uh, and we got enough of that in the MCU without a character we just met, you know, doing correct. And, and that they sort of stuff, a, right? a new, they introduced a new uh, Dora Malahi to uh, be the quipster as well. <laughs> yeah, who they also did the like. They, they did the thing, that was uh, one of the Midnight Angels in Echo, right? Where they were like, and also it's yeah. like, by the way, oops, she's a lesbian. Which, you know, they they uh, you know they, they, they put that in there uh, right at the end in such a way that they're like, oh, you know, we can easily cut this in the Chinese release, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, they, and it was just like, fuck off, right? Like, again. Inconsequential reference. Yeah, and it's the exact same thing. And I th- we talked about this on, uh, we, we talked about this with the Korg thing in uh, oh. The Love and Thunder. If yeah. you're going to do it, fucking commit to it. And do it. Don't just slap on a one noter at the at the end of the flick. Oh yeah, that character was gay, and do it in like one sort of a thing where it's like, oh yeah, we can easily cut this when it gets released overseas in the countries that you know don't, uh, you know, are, are, are gonna cut that sort of thing anyway. It's just like fuck off with it, right? Like, like mm-hmm. if you're gonna do it, fucking commit to it. But that's enough about the bad stuff. Basically, the marvel of this movie doesn't work for me. Like the stuff that's setting up the other stuff. Kind of hot garbage in in Black Panther and and will really really hurt this film. Yeah, uh, when you're I'm trying fine. to do rewatches, I'm fine with that kind of stuff in a television series mm-hmm. like we've had on Disney Plus recently. And I think it's because of the like volume of it. Because if you're watching like a 10 hour television show or an eight hour television show, you know the that 20 minutes doesn't feel like as big of a deal. <laughs> Um, and they, they really go for it in this one. Um, but uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, move, moving on to, to the to the good stuff. Well, I guess, well, I don't want to say good stuff, but because uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is not that fun. But let's get <laughs> let's get into the uh, to the Chadwick Boseman of it all. I mean, we, 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 we kind of knew. I mean, they had to address it up front. We all knew that they were going to do, like, the, the Marvel logo where it was all Chadwick. And when it happened, I was like, fuck beans. You know, oh, <laughs> like, you no. just, yeah. And it was, it was, it was touching and it was nice and it was, it was, it was awesome. But also it was like, fuck, I still can't believe this is the goddamn world we live in where that yeah, man had yeah. to die, right? And, uh, and, and, you know, they, they told the story the best way they could, right? Which is. I, I think I think it was the I think it was the best option that they had available to him, which is he's sick with something off screen. Shuri is trying to save him by recreating the heart shaped herb with some sort of synthetic uh, way, and synthetic she can't do it. Yeah, and then he dies, and they have just an insanely beautiful and well filmed sequence. Quite frankly, I think the the best film sequence of the. Uh, of the movie when I was going to say the same thing. I think that that opening five minutes before the uh, Marvel scroll comes in, I think is my, like that was fantastic. That's what the price of admission right there. Yeah. Like when, when it shows them all like, you know, dancing in the, in the white garb and whatnot. And, and, uh, uh, Angela Bassett's there and it, it, God, it just, it just, it looks, it was so well shot. And then they had the, you know, the, the, the Chadwick Boseman painting on the side of the building and whatnot. And, you know, saying that, you know, they, obviously that had double meaning of we're never going to forget him or the character and stuff right. like that. And it was, it was, I thought it was so, 
So well done. Almost brought a tear to uh, my dead heart, <laughs> but uh, I was yeah, definitely, yeah. I was definitely moved. It was. The it both was... of us were uh, crying by the time the credits started. On. Were you? You and you and Jenny? <laughs> were... it's like, oh, really? You're just gonna fuck with us immediately? <laughs> they have to. They can't. You can't just leave that. Like, I mean. <laughs> That, that was the difference between... I mean, they, they had no footage of him for this movie, right? Like, remember when we went to go see Fast 7 and it was, like, fucking weird because they filmed, like, 80% of the movie and they were like, all right, how do we get that last 20 with without Paul done? And then Fast... And then the Fast franchise, which, you know... And, we both love it, but like we also fully acknowledge how we fucking ridiculous it, it was. Yeah, how fucking ridiculous it is. And then for them to pull off something so class and tasteful that they did, as they did at the end of the seventh movie, it was honestly it was, surprising. It was so fucking jarring. But this this one was not surprising that they they did it so so right and and um yeah. God, it just it just sucks. Uh, it it absolutely sucks uh, that that we lost that man. But I, I everything that they did in this movie. Were you worried? Mm-hmm. And I guess I should have said up top. Spoiler alert on this okay. film. I guess I technically never did that up the top, but I'll put it in the. Uh, I mean, you know what this is. It's a Black Panther Wakanda Forever review, and the movie's been out for almost a month now, so uh, people are already moving on to see if uh, Jonathan Majors is going to be kicking the shit out of uh, out of Ant- Ant-Man in a couple of movies, or in a couple of months. Um, were you worried during the uh, sequence when Shuri takes the, the synthetic heart-shaped herb and goes into the astral plane, were you worried... That we were going to get some sort of CGI Chadwick Boseman at any point of this film? Uh, no, I, I didn't okay. expect that they were going to do that. Um, that would have been extremely corny, and I think that they know better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was, because I, like, you know, I mean, we'll talk about it. We're kind of jumping around a bit here, but. Um, we sure are. Um, yeah. But, uh, which is fine, because we're talking about the Chadwick Boseman of it all. Um, I was expecting that to be the Angela Bassett. Uh, uh, scene again. Queen uh, Ramunda. Uh, I was delighted when they basically played that as your expectation, and then it was <laughs> it was a, a different cameo. <laughs> yeah, it was Michael B. Jordan, which I didn't expect to bring up this early on the podcast, but this was uh, th- that was like I I wager that I was never more worried watching the MCU than I was when they were panning around that chair because I was like, oh, fuck, fuck, no, fuck, 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 fuck. Because <laughs> I honestly thought they were going to do for two seconds. Uh, I honestly, for for a good, like, three, four seconds there, thought they were going to do, like, hologram Chadwick Boseman. And I and then when it was uh, Michael B. Jordan making a cameo as Killmonger, I was like, oh, fuck, thank God. And also, Michael B. Jordan's here. Thank God. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah, it was a total win-win. I literally, when they were panning, though, I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. No, 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 don't do it. And then it was him, and I was like, oh, thank God for that. And, uh, yeah, I, I was just, and, and a great appearance. Men look great, and I love the fact that he had the, uh, the, the white sweater on, so he's like, I'm not going to get fully tatted up with those weird dots for this movie. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, all right, you're going to do the top area so we can get this done in 20 minutes, right? Oh, you're going to shoot me out in a day, right? There's no reason. shit on me. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason he, for him to be uh, there for more than a day, but that, that was a great cameo. Um, let's get into the biggest thing of this movie. Obviously, the other than the Chadwick Boseman thing, the biggest... Uh, debate, and I use debate in in monstrous air quotations here, was obviously the the 
toxic online debate of we knew that um, Black Panther was going to be a one of the females in this character, or if one of the female characters. We just didn't know if it was going to be Letitia Wright's Shuri character that's going to end up being the Black Panther, or Lupita Nyong'o's uh, Nakia was going to end up as the uh, the Black Panther. Both of those I felt like were on the table with I would say like a seventy thirty. Uh, lean towards uh, the Shuri character because obviously there's history for that uh, in the comic books. Mm. Uh, and it did end up being uh, Letitia Wright, which, you know, makes sense. I was just kind of, I'm in my heart of hearts, I think I was rooting for uh, Lupita to, <laughs> to get the... the the, to get to be the Black Panther, but I'm. I'm... Can, can I tell you, I, I had a, a fraction of my mind, um, like you're saying, like seventy thirty in my mind. It's like seventy twenty nine one, and I'm like, is it gonna be Mbaku? Give me Winston. Duke? <laughs> yeah, is it gonna be Winston Duke? Yeah, no, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, it's kind of weird that they were using Winston Duke uh, for the comic relief, in mostly in this one. Uh, that was... I actually think that uh, he was underused because I think that there were some sure really was. good conversations that he had as a non-comedic character that I think went over very well. Um, yeah. Especially, like, and I, I think that um, what I'd like to do sometime, if I have the time, I, it's a lot of uh, things going on in December, as everyone knows, but um, uh, if I have the time sometimes soon to go back and watch the first Black Panther, because I, as I understand it, um, there was sort of this um, relationship of animosity between uh, M'Baku and uh, Shuri. In the first one, where like he challenges uh, uh, T'Challa to combat for the crown, and she, you know, chirps him, and he says something like, you know, shut up the child, basically. And in this movie, you know, he has that great line where he says, like, you've experienced too much for me to continue to consider you a child, or something like that. Um, and and I, I thought that the scene of them at, um, spoiler alert, Ramonda's funeral was actually really uh, sweet. Hmm. Um, so, so I, I was pretty happy with the M'Baku that we got here a little bit different than, you know, just the, you know, I'm a, a big, strong guy from the first movie. <laughs> it was strange though, that the two characters, Killmonger and M'Baku, who are like Black Panther's greatest enemies. And in this, uh, like in the comics, they're his greatest enemies. And, uh, in this, they're like the two characters who spent the most trying to time trying to kill her brother <laughs> and they're yeah, the ones no. offering her counsel in this movie <laughs> be like here's what i think you should do i thought that was a little like it's a bit of a stretch but i'm well, willing yeah, to buy it it's, yeah it's a, it's a bad look to have a, a character say i'm glad he's dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true but i i still uh that that was i thought that that was funny yeah we we ended up so yeah we ended up with shuri the leticia Wright character who who, she was excellent in this and i'm glad she kind of got off of that whole anti-vaxxer thing so that she could uh continue on in this franchise uh putting that to the back of my mind to try to enjoy this movie (laughs) you gotta move on if yeah you just you, you you're if you you throw all the anti-vaxxer celebrities in the uh in the in the trash you're just you're not gonna have that many left unfortunately so you just kind of gotta i don't know it's a strange way it's 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 a fucking dark place out there man that's all i'm trying to say uh it she was excellent some of the stuff in this in the movie with her i was i was a little like uh, like the getting impaled thing, and then <laughs> the getting impaled in the stomach, and then just them just not addressing how how it she, she yeah she just walked it off somehow, and I'm like I understand she's got superpowers and all, but 
she was fucking impaled, <laughs> like right in the right in the stomach. It was it was that that was a bit, a bit of a tough pill for me to swallow. Some of the choices that the character made, where they're like, I mean, it's been it's been talked about to death, and I realize you can kind of. I realize you can kind of, uh, you know, there's, there's storyline ways where it makes sense, but ultimately it, it, it is kind of dumb that the big genius character's uh, big plan at the end was like, hey, let's go fight the people who are most powerful in the water right in the middle of the ocean on a boat where we have no escape plan whatsoever and then just hope that somehow everything works out. Kind of. Fly them out. We'll fight them in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Whatever, and I, and I get the storyline wise, it kind of makes sense where they're like, they're not going to come here. We got to go to them and then draw them away. I, you know, I, I, it sort of made sense, but at the same time, it was like, eh. um, yeah. Letitia Wright, strong performance. Glad to have her as Shuri Black Panther, but uh, she was kind of behind two other really, really strong female performances on this one. And uh, I want to get to number one. And she's getting some Oscar buzz. Ultimately, I don't think this will come through because the Oscars, they just don't go for these Marvel flicks, quite I, frankly. I either, but goddamn. <laughs> uh, yeah, unless unless someone dies in real life, they just don't really go for uh, the comic book stuff, with a, you know, with a couple of exceptions, uh, like the Joaquin Phoenix thing and, you know, one of the weirdest portrayals of the Joker of all time. Yeah. Uh, but Angela Bassett, holy, holy fuck shit. in this film. My God in heaven, what a, just a strong riveting performance in case you forgot who angela Bass yeah was. absolutely yeah just yeah don't you forget about me just from the second like doing it without saying anything in the first like the way like the, her first like six minutes on screen are her acting the shit out of the screen without actually saying anything just like here's me acting as if my son has died in real life. Here's me holding it yeah. together as a <laughs> as a strong queen, even though I'm at a funeral and my son has died. And then here's me in like some sort of United Nations setup, just delivering a fucking chef's kiss monologue of how uh, you know, which you know ha- had had uh, parallels of both the movie with Wakanda and also the movie itself and, you know, and Ryan Coogler and co saying, we're not, you think we're weakened because we don't have Chadwick anymore, but we're not and whatnot. It was just so like, what a great, great scene that was with like overlaid with like the weird French like yeah. soldiers trying to steal vibranium, I guess with whatever that was. And then they just get their asses kicked. It was just, Oh man. Like that just a, Everything she did in this movie, she she had two insanely powerful speeches. The one I just mentioned, and then the one when she banishes uh, uh, Okoye from the Dora Milaje and says, you know, have I give, have I not given enough as queen and whatnot? And then, oh, it sucks that she's never going to be back again. But I mean, I guess you never know because it's a uh, uh, it's comic book <laughs> series, right? So. Uh, you know, they, she can always come back. It's always the ancestral plane for us to get uh, Angela Bassett back uh, one or two more times, right? But Absolutely. holy fuck, what an incredible performance from her in this flick. Yeah, Easily I, the I, best part of this movie. Yep, definitely. Well, maybe, well, maybe not, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia in this one, too. Just excellent. Just, like, a- absolutely excellent. I really wanted her, because she's so fucking awesome. I really wanted her to be Black Panther in my heart of hearts, <laughs> just because she's so fucking awesome. But I get it. It had to be It had to be Shuri. But, like, man, she's so fucking cool in this movie. And if I could 
just you know like if we could take it down several notches here to my my lizard dude brain uh for a couple of seconds i don't have i i everybody's got those like celebrity lists right i keep mine pretty short because i want it to have meaning you know i don't i just don't want to be one of those guys who's like yeah all the you know all these all the cast of whatever they can you know end my marriage like my list is like two celebrity ladies long and like the the beat is not officially in there but as I was watching this movie, I'm like, the the, the committee is convening on this. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, there's discussions are being had. We're holding a summit. We're wondering if, if this Back is going to happen. Because <laughs> holy fuck, was she ever gorgeous in this flick. I mean, she's always gorgeous. But just especially in, in this goddamn movie. Just And uh, just a constant reminder that Star Wars had this woman and said, let's put her in a CGI, uh, let's put her in that stupid CGI uh, suit with the goddamn bu- uh, bubbles on it yeah. and make her a creature with make butthole eyes. Frog. <laughs> oh, God. So stupid. She, fucking excellent in this movie. Got to do all sorts of cool stuff. The reveal at the end uh, that we have uh, that there is a younger T'Challa out there that was her son with T'Challa, or with Nakia's and T'Challa's son, uh, what were your thoughts on that when it happened? Oh, uh, I didn't need that at all. <laughs> no, why? In terms of, like, you were already emotionally drained, or, like... <laughs> no, because I felt emotionally drained. So, so we had, like we mentioned, the sort of, um, the Marvel logo at the beginning, uh, that is in stark silence directly after the, like, heartbreaking death scene that this movie opens with, um... You know, tears immediately. Uh, towards the end of the movie, we have the scene where, like, Shuri is coming to um, grips with her grief. Uh, she's burning her uh, morning wear. Um, and we have, like, a montage of uh, clips of Chadwick Boseman in the MCU uh, up until this point. Um, and, uh, you know, that got me again. And then halfway through the credits, they're like, oh, here's my son, and his name is also T'Challa. And my first thought was, oh, so they did recast him, because now we have a T'Challa who could be Black Panther, because he's the crown prince of Wakanda. And, like, this, it felt cheap to me. Mm, I, don't know how, okay. I don't know how close it hoves to the comics and, and like, uh, lore and stuff like that, but it felt very much like... Yeah, we didn't recast them in this movie, but you know we could recast them six movies from now and have interesting. A- so you didn't T'Challa as Black Panther, and we've basically done nothing. Interesting. So you didn't dig on that. I okay. didn't dig on that at all. All right. I'm, I'm, that's good to hear. I love it when we have these little disagreements. Um, I was I was fine with it, and I thought to myself, well, we got like Secret Wars and all sorts of other nonsense coming up, and there's always time skip nonsense that you can do, right? <laughs> Where like all of a sudden T'Challa's see their yeah, ten-year plan. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden T'Challa's 25, or who knows, 10 years from now, that kid will be in his 20s or whatever, or he'll be in his mid-20s, right? And then you can get that going, right? It, it, it was, uh, I I mean, I guess you're right that it's, it, on some level I agree with you that it's it's sort of, kind of, sort of cheap. But I, I only mean in the. I was fine with it only because I didn't see it coming. Right? There, there are a lot of scenes in this movie where it we can feel the Marvel machinery clinking together. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you can feel the gears of the universe moving. Uh, and this, this felt like the like big like exclamation point at the end of the movie, where it's like, get it? We're planning ahead. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, when we can have T'Challa as Black Panther again. And it, it felt like they couldn't even let it rest for, for one movie. Just felt a little rushed to me. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know where else you do a scene like this. So, I mean, I just, I, I don't know what I would have done different. But it, I don't know. It, it just didn't sit right with me. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair statement. I don't. I think I disagree with you. I think I think it's fine, but I, oh, sure, I, your uh, mileage may vary. I'm not going to say yeah. one should feel this way, but I think I I think that's an extremely fair point, though. But I I was uh, yeah, I, I do I do think that that's a fair, a fair point that it is borderline cheap, and that they're like, hey, we can we can you know replace this when we need to. Don't worry. Uh, instead of just kind of sticking with okay, sure he's Black Panther now. So exactly. like, yeah, basically, they, yeah, they were kind of like, we can audible, we can audible to a different play at the line if we need to, you guys, <laughs> right? Like, exactly. Like have, have the yeah. next like Avengers movie where you know they're you know Letitia writes in it as Black Panther and um you know she's got like an arc, but there's a few other characters that have arcs, and then one of the post credit scenes is her learning that information a little later on. At least let this movie breathe a little bit more. In my opinion, I don't know. Mm. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're making some valid points there. I, I, they are kind of setting up another thing they could do, and this um, might strike your fancy a little bit. Is they're definitely, they definitely seem to be setting up the Young Avengers, right? I mean, we've got, yep. Uh, we've we've got uh, a Hawk, uh, we've got Hawkeye, we've got. America Chavez, we potentially have uh, Wiccan and, and Speed, the two, uh, right? Uh, yeah. You know, the two. Uh, we've got Riri Williams now, I guess technically, who could be in Young Avengers. And what's to stop this kid from? What's to stop uh, Young T'Challa now from being like a thirteen-year-old uh, mini Black Panther? I guess yep. that could, like, a fifteen-year-old that could be in the uh, in the, in the Young Avengers. That might uh, perhaps that'll strike your. Uh, I would, I would feel it, good with that because, yeah, it just, if, man, I mean, it's it's the it's it's not the scene itself that bothered me. It was kind of the placement of it in this movie. It mm-hmm. just felt too soon, but I don't know. All right, let's talk about the new part of the universe that we are introduced to in this particular Marvel world, and that is we finally went underwater with the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. The one thing that DC beat them to was underwater, I guess you could say. Um, I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce his first name. I believe it's Tanakh Huerta, which I believe translated in English is just stands for just dead sexy, because my <laughs> God in heaven. Woo-wee! Oh, man. Like, good Lord. I did not see that coming. What a what an absolute beefcake. Good lord. Just <laughs> like, I don't know. He's kind of got this sexy smolder thing that's working. <laughs> yeah. Woo! And like and also while like and like that dead sexy while he uh like most of the time is like flying around with these stupid with the, the you know the the, the stupid uh wing feet yep. which you know I'm kind of glad that they did that cuz it's just so it's so lame that I'm like I'm glad they did that you know <laughs> cuz it's like that's one of those things we never could have gotten away with back in the day is, is being like yeah let's put them in the in the green trunks with the weird uh with the weird shoes right like or with right. the weird wing feet that that never would have happened back in the day so I saw that um so they reskinned I guess for lack of a better term video game style uh Namor a bit in this one um, I don't know why they felt they couldn't say an Atlant- Atlantis in this one. 
because I maybe because they felt like oh everybody will think we're ripping off uh, DC and uh, Jason Momoa's Aquaman. But I I, yeah. <laughs> I I like I mean maybe but also like it like ever come on like you, you know that DC didn't invent the concept of Atlantis right like but anyway <laughs> yeah. but like I was fine with them instead of it being like okay this is Atlant Atlantean in Greek let's cast this extremely attractive Latin American person and then make it uh, Mayan. And then, uh, and then bring up a bunch of like, uh, let's bring up a bunch of like Mayan uh, references and and make it uh, make it that. I was I was really really digging on that. I thought that that was really cool and opened up a whole uh, whole new box of goodies. I thought for like a whole new pantheon of you can get like the Mayan gods and 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 the Mayan references and this and that. And I was just like that. Like when that was happening, I was just sitting there watching that movie going yes and yes to that. And I guess, you know, they were able to change it to uh, Atlantis to Talocon, which I'm like, that's a pretty cool name, right? And, uh, yeah, and we got... Appropriately dangerous and appropriately Mayan. (laughs) Yeah, and we we got to spend some time uh, with Namor. What what were your... Or or Namor, as they call them in this one. Uh, Although everybody called them everything in this one, so I guess... uh, I I thought he was excellent. Um, Yeah. Definitely excited to see more of him going forward. I'm glad that they didn't kill him off the way that MCU does with um, Mm -hmm. some of its better villains. Um, uh, Just... (laughs) That's actually, like you're saying, very menacing. Like, he's mm-hmm. so very soft-spoken in a way that is has this underlying threat to it. So, like, the, the first scene that we, like, see his face is, like, uh, Ramonda and Shuri are uh, uh, kind of at this river or lake or something mm-hmm. like that, and they're uh, talking about how they're uh, grieving T'Challa, and then he just, like, walks out of the water, basically. And uh, it's dark. There's you have like instantly these questions of like how is he able to get here? Why, you know, he's he's here. He is approaching the, the queen and princess, who are unguarded without any sort of <laughs> backup. Like, oh, this is immediately threatening. And even in the uh, process of being like, hey, we have a common enemy, he basically blames them for it and <laughs> puts the onus on them to be like, you know, <laughs> like even in even in a scene where he's in theory, being diplomatic, he's being very threatening as well. And, and that, uh, I, I think, um, was a great introduction because he's just a quiet, menacing guy. And um, and as we learn later on, like, you know, when he does get those wing boots going and he gets his vibranium spear out, he's just ripping shit all by himself. Like, he's, he's Superman. <laughs> yeah, and that that is very... <laughs> That is very Namor too. I'm just never gonna get a get away. Sorry, Namor. Yeah, I'm never gonna be able to get away from calling him Namor. I've just been doing it for 30 years of my life. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, like yeah, that's very Namor too with him just showing up and being like, "Listen, you fucking surface dwellers. Here's what I have to say now, right?" Like, no, it's too good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was it was really good and. Uh, well, uh, the the whole um the whole uh, group of his uh, people are super like the Talicans are are um, mm-hmm. super threatening too. We have that opening scene where um the Americans, sirens, yeah, that was yeah, they're, they're, and they're instantly like singing, and I'm like, oh, is this just like you know, um, endemic music or whatever they call it, where it's just like you know, there's the music, the soundtrack of the scenes. Like, no, that's actually them singing like in character. 
Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, people are being hypnotized by it, just diving to their deaths. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, that's something mm-hmm. new. I haven't seen that in the MCU before. Yeah, the sirens. Like, it was weird that his, like, right-hand man, like, like the big dude that Okoye fights the whole time, yeah. that was Atuma, who's basically, like, Namor's arch-nemesis from the comics. He's basically, like, uh, like Orm is to, uh... Oh, okay. Uh, to, to, uh, to Aquaman in, in like, the, that... The, that's his, yeah, like Orm is to Aquaman what Atuma is to Namor. Okay, and, so, so then they've basically given him the, like, M'Baku treatment. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Now, I, I, now, obviously, they could open the door for, for that sort of thing between the two of them if uh, Namor is to ever get his uh, his own standalone film, but apparently they can't do that according to some sort of uh, legal... For some sort of legal still? reasons, because yeah, somebody still owns somebody because it's weird because they bought everything from Fox, right? Uh, I was reading though that somebody apparently apparently they they can use Namor as much as they want as long as he is not the title character of the film, huh. right? Which is I, I maybe there's a way around that. Right? I but, bet the way around that is to do Captain America: Civil War two. <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. It's effectively an Avengers movie, but. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess you do. So you could do something like that, but yeah, allegedly there's some sort of weird legal thing, so they can't do like like Phase Six can't be like you know Namor colon the battle for Talokan or something like that, right? And uh, and have it be Atuma and him having an underwater war, uh, as as dope as that would be. Uh, although nothing will be quite as metal as an octopus in a lava pit playing the drums. They didn't have anything that metal in this movie. <laughs> but what did you think of uh, the underwater of it all in uh, in this particular flick? I, I thought it looked pretty cool. I mean, I, I would love to see more of it, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, there were... Um, the, the scene before they go to war at the end where he's, like, sitting on the throne and he's got the headdress on and everyone's doing, like, the Kamehameha greeting. I don't know. <laughs> it, it was Kamehameha, Jace, wasn't it? It absolutely was Kamehameha. Don't, yeah. Y- you and I were not the only ones. About a bazillion people had that exact same thought when they were doing the, like, whatever word they were chanting i don't remember but it's yeah like a sort of like reverse easter egg too where like since i've seen this movie i've saw on like socials where people um have gone back to thor love and thunder and the winged serpent god is uh in the city of the gods and mm-hmm. it's like a version of namor like uh just but you know he's got the green skin he's got the uh like much much more jewelry looking like you know your typical uh, Aztec god, but mm-hmm. you know you can see where the like it, it had like they definitely share some similar appearance, and I think that's pretty cool. Um, uh, I, I really dig the aesthetic. I, like I said, it, he just anytime he was on screen, it was totally like don't blink. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. totally captivating. Um, so I, I think uh, I, I'm very happy to see more of him in the future and, and that whole society. Yeah, won't won't be skipping any uh, of the Nimor scenes in <laughs> in the rewatch uh, no. uh, that I do of Black Panther. I, I, uh, I want to uh, quickly um, a little bit off topic, but um, <laughs> I got a, a text from uh, Jenny in the bathtub who mm-hmm. is overhearing us and said that uh, I like the part where Angela Bassett told that lady who got her daughter snatched that she ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, what if I you know I've given enough and then it's like okay yeah I haven't given more than me who's lost a husband and a, a 
son and now a daughter as well. <laughs> yeah, that was... Yeah, Angela Bassett was so fucking good in this movie. I mean, everybody was pretty goddamn good in this movie, if I'm being yeah, honest. Yeah, it wasn't really... it, it's, it's like we said, I mean, if I if I had to sum it up, and I mean, I'm not sure yeah. that part of the podcast, but if I had to sum it up, like, I would... I, I'm definitely ready to rewatch this, but uh, there's going to be a couple scenes that I'm fast-forwarding through. Yeah. That's it. The yeah the the underwater stuff for me did you think it was a bit did you find it a bit dark in the theater some of the shots of the underwater stuff uh yeah I did I got I got I got to come clean on that one the the scene that you were mentioning when uh, he uh you know comes down on the uh, on the throne which apparently the way they shot that was he was sitting in the throne and then swam up and then they just reversed it for the flick which uh that makes sense <laughs> makes sense cinematically but like that was a gorgeous shot that they pulled off and that that i thought was the best looking stuff of the of the underwater stuff when they uh when they when they did uh when they did that other than that i i really thought the talocon sequences other than the wide shot of the city as a whole yeah that had some light to it that was pretty gorgeous but when they were just swimming around and stuff, and and uh, when he takes Shuri into the to, into the in the big suit and he's swimming her around and she's like, "Oh, and it's beautiful," and I'm like, "Is it? I can't tell." <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's it's kind of dark. I really wish they you know turned the brightness up on these particular scenes. It was like that one Game of Thrones episode with the, with the battle of uh, oh. the battle against the Night Walkers when you're like, "I guess stuff is happening." I'm like yeah, I hope it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like I hope it's cool. Uh, but it, it was. It was a little dark, but but uh, uh, Talocon, I think I think they'll uh, turn the brightness up on that in in the future. But yeah, it was, I, I've heard of you. The uh, parts I saw were quite gorgeous. As well, so yeah, it, 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 it yeah, it was it was it was truly great. Um, do you prefer? Will you prefer going forward? Because they kind of it's another thing that they kind of had their cake and eat it too a little bit with what he said to. Uh, uh, oh, what's her face at, at the end of the movie? I can't, uh, uh, not a tumor. What was the other character's name? Ah, oh, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, Suri. Uh, when, when he, he, uh, no, it's not Suri. What the hell? The... Ah, fuck it. But his female, like, it wasn't the Atuma. He had, he had a female uh, w- with him, right? Who was... There was, uh, there was a Namora as well. Namora, that was it, right? Yeah, I was going to say his name was... Her name was... Yeah, the the, the Namora girl, um, which is his, uh, I believe, his cousin in the comic... Cousin or sister? Don't quote me on that. Uh, I believe they're they're related in, in some sort of fashion uh, in the comic books. Um, she... You know, they had that scene at the end when she's like, we're really going to bow to the to them or whatever. And he goes, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll just kind of wait and see, right? And would you prefer going forward uh, Tanaka Huerta to, uh, to be playing his name more and more as a villain or as the kind of like uh, good guy slash anti-hero that, uh, that is uh, Namor uh, going forward? Because there is a history in the comic books of uh, for both. Um, I would prefer, I think, to be some sort of wild card element. Um, and, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm fine with them doing sort of like a uh, heroic role, but sort of a as a person that you can't really count on to come to a situation without having their own ulterior motives. Um, I'm struggling to think of an example of that right now, but... Uh, Aquaman. <laughs> uh, okay, well... <laughs> 
that's the that's the example. That's the, t the two of them are, are exact same size and the same coin. I, I I will say I give a lot of uh, I give a lot of crap for Marvel. The, the history of Marvel ripping off DC uh, is is long and storied. Uh, no, the water guys, they, they did the anti-hero water guy first, for sure, before uh, Aquaman was just kind of joke Aquaman guy. Yeah. Uh, they, they did the cool stuff with the underwater guys first, for, for in the comic books, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I think that sort of role would suit the way that he was portrayed in this movie the best, uh, just because uh, if you make him... Like I, I think what worked really well with Namor in uh, this movie was that he was really threatening without being like verbally threatening. Like there are a lot of uh, enemies that like scream and shout and stuff like that, and he was just always soft spoken and had this sort of menace to him that I don't think we see a lot. Um, and is a little bit more understated, and to have him just be like, you know, hey, I'm your buddy now, and we're gonna be great together, without him having any sort of like, but I need to put my people first, um, quality. I, I think that that is gonna sort of take the the edge off of what I enjoyed so much from this. The weakest part of the eighty percent good Wakanda stuff in this film. That um, we were talking about, because the undeniably the weakest part of this movie is the twenty percent Marvel of it all, MCU of it all. The weakest part of the good eighty percent plot line that I would say mm. is kind of the fact that Shuri's plot line in this movie is a little. It, it basically mirrors beat for beat Chadwick's uh, hero's journey that uh, the T'Challa Black Panther goes on in Civil War. Um, the difference is, uh -huh. in, Civil, in Civil War, Black Panther's on the screen for, like, I don't know, a total of 20 minutes. So that 20 to half hour minute journey we go on with Black Panther in Civil War that is so contained and perfect, we're basically stretching that out over two hours and 45 minutes and retelling that exact same story with um, Shuri. Uh, which led up to just in, in, in what I thought the I thought the weakest bit of this film uh, of, of the eighty percent of the, the good part of the movie is their end fight the, the end fight between her and T'Challa mm -hmm. on on the beach. T'Challa's like or not T'Challa. Uh, uh, Namor's like, oh god, I need a drink of water the whole time, and then parts. Yeah, he stabs her in the in, right. He just impales her on a rock. And it, like he, he impales her on a rock, and then we, we discussed how how even for a comic book movie, it's like come on, there, there's got to be some some logic on the you can't just be like walking away from getting impaled. Yeah, yeah. but and then Tex suit covers up the wound and hopes he, to forget that it's there. Yeah, and, and then she does the you know Wakanda forever and the you know motion, and it causes her ship to blow up, and it looked like they set his ass on fire and killed him in the movie, yep. and that made me lean forward and go, no, you f don't fucking do that to us right now, no. Yeah, and then I'm like, well, that's a waste. <laughs> and then they didn't, but then she goes like, you know, she's got the vibranium spear like ready, you know, pointing at him, and she already clipped one of his wings, and she's like standing down, and she's like ready to kill him, and you know they do the whole like. Uh, 
Sith Lord thing where it's like she's like you know do it and, you know there's the you know Killmonger's going like do it and Angela Bassett's saying you know don't do it and it's it's you know very it's very Star Wars adjacent it's but it's like you're not a fucking Jedi you're not gonna kill him and then turn into a Sith Lord right like yeah, the yeah. guy killed your mom right like it's like this is not he's the guy threatened to like flood the planet and kill your and he killed your mom it's like if you take him out this is like no one would. <laughs> no one would begrudge you one iota but she does the whole like you know do you yield and he's like yeah i i yield and then he's, she's like you're gonna and he's like you're gonna let me go back to the water now and she's like yeah and that ties up that loose end and it's like oh yeah that guy who killed your mom and threatened to flood the planet uh admitted he yield under threat of a vibranium knife to his goddamn throat yeah he's yeah that's a good that's how that story's gonna end that to me was that the way they that just the, the way they kinda just kind of took that and like wrapped that up with a neat little bow and we're like ha got it i was just kind of like eh, that, that's that, cool now he's not gonna that, my head off the second he gets in that water <laughs> yeah that that didn't set that i didn't buy that that was a bit of a stretch for me but i mean yeah. I, but at that point we were two hours and 30 minutes into the flex so i was like sure let's wrap this shit up i get that that was weak as hell to me but uh that uh, but I get it. Let's wrap this shit up because we've been sitting here for two and a half fucking hours. Uh, yeah. Other than, other than that, I just man, like uh, introducing uh, you know ta- uh, introducing Talocon, giving it the Mayan retooling and making it you know all Aztec aesthetically. I love all that shit, yep. and I'm glad they did that. I think that's I think that's going to pay massive dividends uh, going forward. And uh, you know, they said mutant for the first time in a uh, not the first time in the MCU, but the first time in uh, <laughs> a, a first time in a flick in one of the big the big budget flicks. I believe they they right. ag- acknowledged uh, mutants for the first time. Did they not? You know what? Okay, I was wondering if they had acknowledged it in like the alternate reality with. Um... Uh, uh, Patrick. St- I, yeah, I technically you're right, but I don't think that I don't think mutant was said. But I mean, I get I guess you're right. That's technically the first like the mutants are common big uh, big budget uh, big budget flick for uh, for in terms of the in terms of the Mac Daddy flicks <laughs> that the MCU does. Yeah. Have you seen that? Um, have you seen that? Uh, have you seen the the, the rumors that uh, just speaking of mutants and mutant and Jay stuff have you seen the, the, the rumors that Ion Gruffeld and uh, Jessica Alba will be reprising their roles as Sue Storm and Reed Richards in Deadpool 3 I have not heard that and uh, I mean if it's got to be in Deadpool 3 then I guess that's the place for it so my guess for this and I've seen I don't, I don't want to act like this is completely the brainchild of Matt Pierce because I've seen some people uh, floating this theory on the internet but I, I support this theory is what I'm saying um, they're going to do there's a very famous Deadpool run called Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe and as a guy who hates Deadpool like just with every fiber of my being I hate that character and everything he stands for whoever he's played by and whoever he created him probably the best Deadpool run in my opinion <laughs> is is Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe I think they're going to do something adjacent to that except it's going to be him killing all of the Fox Universe right so mm. uh, you know so <laughs> yeah so you know look out uh, Chris Evans 1.0 i guess comic book character and uh <laughs> i mean if it means we get to go dickless for michael checklist one last time as uh as, as that that i guess i'll be fine with that right 
but you know, there's that. It opens up that he could kill all the like, uh, you know, Fossbender and, and uh, McAvoy and all those guys, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Even though I would love, I think they should bring back McAvoy as uh, as the MCU's uh, Professor X, but we'll see. Um, yeah, there is that. So so we'll see that going forward. Uh, do you have anything else you want to bring up? I think we kind of I think we kind of covered it all. We we talked about the stuff we didn't like and. Uh, we really got into the stuff that we like, specifically all that that Aztec, uh, Namor underwater stuff. God, that was a really good. Like when they when they started, like because like I knew they I knew they'd cast a Latin American, but I was like, is this or Latinx, whatever you're supposed to say. Um, I knew I just didn't know that they were going to go full Aztec with it and full Mayan with it. And when they did, I was like, fuck, that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, I really yeah. enjoyed it. I think um, uh, you know, not a lot was. Um provided to me because i never i was able to successfully avoid all the trailers for this movie (laughs) Mm. um which i I think helped me out there because um i was delighted that um you know the people who got big parts in this uh, namely uh huerta and uh um, angela bassett were given the amount of runway that they did because I think those were excellent performances um, that unfortunately, maybe, maybe unfortunately, I mean, I'm not going to begrudge them this, but uh, it did kind of uh, overshadow Letitia Wright a little bit, but she did very well as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and yeah, a lot of good solid performances. I am looking forward to checking this one out again on Disney plus when it drops. I hope that they maybe lighten up some of those underwater scenes when they, uh, <laughs> it again. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, pretty solid. Yeah, uh, Ryan Coogler, uh, director. We should give him his props for for pulling off an impossible task at the uh, at the beginning of this film. Put yeah, it together, definitely. pretty there's, there's, damn. You got to say that too, right? That it's not yeah. easy to have to shift that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, obviously under tragic circumstances, but uh, to to be able to pull it off without it being too sentimental but just mm-hmm. sentimental enough i think was uh, worthwhile and uh yeah. you know, your your opinions on the the post credit scene uh your mileage may vary from mine but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know th- that sentimentality i think comes through in a big way here and uh I, we get some really good performances out of it anytime letitia wright was crying it felt painful <laughs> i yeah. would say that and real yeah i felt yeah. painful and real i should they got to do the midnight angels in this which was kind of cool even if it like was just a total ham-fisted like maybe we'll make a disney plus series out of this or or hey or or more like hey we've got the wakanda series coming next year and i'm just like uh, so i was like yeah, i guess they'll use that in the show right like, yeah the only thing i'll say about that is i feel like they like because they introed that in like the third scene <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, yeah, it became Chekhov's I... suit of armor, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm like, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> yeah, uh, like, and, and then yeah, and the movie's so fucking long that you forget about it. You're like, oh yeah, that thing they introduced two hours ago. I guess that's, <laughs> I guess that's gonna happen, right? Like, yeah, totally. they, they keep mentioning it, like, oh, it's so ugly. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> all right, yeah. So. It... Yeah, you're gonna be wearing it in half an hour, so maybe tell me. Yeah, yeah. What is uh, what is your overall grade? Or or, sorry, before we get the overall grade, what do you what do you have to say about? uh, Do you have anything else you want to mention about this flick? Uh, no, that that's good for me. Um, I I think my overall grade. Um, I I would um just because of the MCU of it all that we mentioned, I would probably put this one at a little lower than the original Black Panther. Uh, Mm Um. 
And, uh, you know, there's other great things about the original Black Panther. Obviously, Chadwick Boseman, excellent. Um, Michael B. Jordan as a villain, excellent. Um, and, you know, never should have killed him off. It, Biggest mistake sure. that movie made. Biggest yeah, mistake and, 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 and likewise, I'm glad they didn't make that mistake again this time. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, as mentioned, um, I, I, I like how, that we've taken our. Um, because, like, Angela Bassett has the most pedigree out of anyone in this cast and did in the previous movie as well, but here they gave her the room to run with it. And, uh,. God, they're not regretting that decision at all. Like, easily the best, like one of the best MCU performances ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, maybe the I'm, it, I'm it, maybe the honestly, like it was just knocked it out of the park. And uh, for that, I'm, I'm I, struggling to come up with another one. Redford in uh, Redford in, in Winter Soldier, maybe that was really good, but uh, his was more subtle. But then, yeah, you know, we're comparing we're comparing to Redford and Bassett together. There's there's connective issue there between those two particular people in terms of uh acting pedigrees there right like yeah just in terms of the the amount of uh talent (laughs) that those two uh happen to possess yeah for sure no one loses in that fight (laughs) no no sure so good so Uh, i'm thinking probably in like the eight and a half out of ten range because i i I liked it a lot um there are some scenes i will skip on (laughs) rewatch i think i i I think i 100 percent agree with you eight and a half out of ten could have been a nine for me but my god just 20 to 25 minutes of of unnecessary uh mcu garbage (laughs) that was that did not work and did not work a lick didn't work a lick see the the mechanism behind the curtain right like i'm coming to be entertained by a movie i don't want to be able to be like oh okay so in five years this is going to happen in three years this is going to happen just based on what they're sort of hinting at with these tertiary characters like come on i don't need that in a movie <laughs> do would it you care to... all you want because you know there's there's eight hours of show right <laughs> mm-hmm. would you care to discuss any of the uh the marvel shows that we uh haven't seen did you catch werewolf by night i i need to catch up on those um werewolf by night um i need to watch and uh I, you didn't watch werewolf by night oh. no not yet so so i i thought that i didn't have time for it until i looked it up i think yesterday and saw that it was a, like a tight 40 minutes i thought it was like a yeah movie no 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 yeah it's it, it's a tight 40 they do elsa bloodstone and they get into the bloodstone stuff it's it's okay it's good. It's 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 yeah yeah. It's very I, I good. Surprised you didn't see it because I was yeah. It's it's just a tight forty. It's one of those uh, uh, like just what is it called the MCU the Marvel presents or something like that uh, things. Um, what about the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special? Did uh, you catch that? Same same thing. It's on the list. Yeah. Now that I know that it's not a feature length. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, same same like, thing. That one's a, that one's like a tight. That one's a tight forty five too, and that one was uh, that one was very good. So maybe you watch those, and then we re- we reconvene on the uh, on on the the Marvel Presents stuff because I, I I rather enjoyed both of the, both of those. Yep. Um, what you think of She Hulk? What was your overall? We talked about She-Hulk, did we? <laughs> did we not? Did I? Did I ask you about the? Did, had, did when we were on? I know we watched. Had the had the finale aired? Yes, I, mean, I guess yes. spoiler alert so for She-Hulk. We she talked Hulk. about it a little bit, and then we talked about it after the finale, and yeah. we both decided that we 
didn't much care for the finale because yeah, okay. they don't like the yeah. fourth wall stuff and they really went no. for it. <laughs> yeah, and they also insulted themselves. It was a total, like, you played yourself thing and not in, like, a we're being clever way. It's like, no, you're really pointing out some stuff you shouldn't be pointing out uh, sort of way. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I uh, loved the... I, I really enjoyed She-Hulk except for the finale was, to me, was... was absolutely dreadful it was dreadful i thought um good yeah uh let me ask you what would you before we get out of here what would you grade where where would you rank phase four as a whole in your like since this is the end of phase four how are you ranking the phase four and this this would be a good like uh pin code password for like your bank account <laughs> i guess would be how it would be like how you rank the one, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah it would be well as long as it's not that i guess although i doubt it's going to be one two three four uh how do, how do you how do you think you would rank uh oh boy um because despite the fact that i think four has one of the uh, four four is has so uneven four despite the fact i think that four has a mount rushmore uh, MCU movie for me in Spider-Man No Way Home, I uh, think I have to rank this one as clearly the weakest of the... Uh, I think it would go... Yeah, four is the weakest in my opinion, too. It, it's I think three, it would, three is difficult. <laughs> I think it would go two, three, one, four for me. I, I was thinking along similar lines. Honestly, there, there's enough good stuff in Phase 2 um, that... I really enjoy. Um, like it's it's hard to see past uh, uh, the Winter Soldier for me. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. that's on the on Rushmore as you're saying. Um, I, I'll say that uh, Phase Three also has some good stuff because I've really enjoyed the Tom Holland Spider Man. Actually, I changed my mind. You know what? I'm staring at it now, and I'm like, I think I think the number is three. I think the number is three. Two, I think it's three, two, one, three, three, two, one, four. I think that's the number. Three, think, three, two, one, four. I think one, four at the end. I would agree with for sure. I think the, mm-hmm. on the day that you asked me, two or three is better. Um, yeah. Because like there are some really big hits in two. Um, I really like Civil War. I really like the uh, first Guardians of the Galaxy. But on the other hand, yeah. I'm Spider Man and. Um, Three, three is just three is just unfair because it has the the close to the yeah. it, it has the close to the Infinity Saga. You got War and Endgame in there. You got Thor Ragnarok in there. You yeah. got Homecoming in there. You got uh, Doctor Strange in there. Black Panthers in there. It's, I, it's you're making a good point. You're making a good case for Phase Three. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Phase Three. I I but it's it's unfair that it is Phase Three. And then you're looking at two. Two's got two of the strongest entries of all time in Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, Ant-Man's quite quite good. But it also has all, the world. <laughs> Age of Ultron, to me, is the only... Because there's, there's a lot of, like... The, for some reason, there's a lot of, like, hey, we need to go back and revisit these Marvel movies because I don't think we got them right in... Uh, I don't think we got them right in, in the moment when we said they sucked. Like, for some reason, people need to go back and... Uh, tell me why Iron Man 3 is actually good. And I'm like, no, sorry, Iron Man 3 is a big piece of shit. Uh, and then they'll do the same thing with uh, Eternals, where they'll be like, no, 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 you need to rewatch Eternals because it's actually really good. And I'm like, no, 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 Eternals is a giant piece of shit, and it's the worst movie uh, in the MCU. I will take uh, Thor The Dark World over 
over Eternals in a rewatch. Um, or the Dark World beats out uh, Eternals and uh, Black Widow for me. <laughs> Black Widow is pretty bad. Remember yeah. Black Widow? <laughs> Yeah, you might be right. So yeah, they yeah, Phase Four has got might have two of the worst ones. Because I mean, like Gotta Thor: The Dark World is hot garbage, but the sequence where the Dark Elves sack Asgard, that sequence is actually pretty dope. That's that's a uh, that that's a, a shiny diamond in what is otherwise a uh, pretty pretty unbearable film. Yep. Um, I, like, I will say the, the one movie I think we the one Marvel movie I think we got wrong in the moment was uh, Age of Ultron because everybody shat on Age of Ultron uh, at the time because of the Joss Whedon of it all. But uh, I, th- I think Age of Ultron is actually quite good. I think that's the one that we need to revisit and say, you know what, we got that one wrong. That one's actually pretty solid. I don't solid. think I ever disliked Age of Ultron. I just don't think it was quite as pure and iconic as the first Avengers movie. No, it sure wasn't. But like a lot of people shat on it because of, because of that, plus a few other reasons. Like There's a couple of... like. There's a couple of big trucky plot holes in it that uh, yeah, that you can get at, but I, I still think Age of Ultron is, is... I think that's underrated. I think that's the one that we got wrong uh, in the moment, but we did not get Iron Man 3 and we did not get Eternals uh, wrong in the moment. Those movies both suck, and you're not smart for thinking that there's some sort of deep meaning uh, behind the two of those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that... The, 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 uh, you know, the... The silver lining of Black Widow is that we got Yelena Belova, who has been great in uh, everything since. I have a hot take. No, you don't think so? I think Florence Pugh sucks. I think she can't (laughs) act. I think she can't act. I have an absolute hot take on that. I think the internet is just irrationally horny for that woman. And they can't see past the fact that she is a pretty stiff actress. And I think her Russian accent sucks. And anytime she comes on the screen for me, I find it dreadful. All right. <laughs> like, well, especially in Hawkeye. Yeah. Like, let me just drop that bomb right here at the end of the podcast. I, that's a hot take. I'm on an island with that one. But I I don't know, man. I don't, I, I, I'm not sure if she can act. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, wait, I'm, I can be proven wrong. I can be proven wrong on this one. But I think if we really look at it, I don't think I am. <laughs> so far, <Right. laughs> so far, room for room for for room for improvement. You know, this room for improvement is what I'll say. Yeah, is and and this is just one man's opinion, and I'm probably going to catch hell on the internet for this one. But I'm just throwing it out there. You're I'm entitled to it, it man. Yep. There we go. Yeah. I I. I think she's not great and i'm not talking just in the mcu i'm talking in other shit i've seen her in other like real world nonsense where i'm just like i don't think she's got well, it speak to that actually but <laughs> like, yeah so uh we'll, we'll we'll see on that one um yeah so what is next in i believe it's quantum mania comes out in february right uh, uh and then Guardians 3, which is James Gunn's swan song, and then he goes off to try to become the Kevin Feige of the of DC. Yep. Hopefully that works, because you and me are DC boys, and the movies have not. Did you get out to see Black Adam? No, I didn't. Yeah, me neither. And the fact that we both, that's a character that we both yeah. have yep. some interest in, and we were just like, and also Fate, fucking <laughs> Pierce Brosnan's playing Dr. Fate, one of our all-time favorite DC guys, and I'm just like, It uh, seems perfect. <laughs> but- yeah. But like, yeah. I, I'll catch it when it comes to Netflix. 
Yeah, and that seems to be the th- the thing coming out of that movie is people seem to be like that movie was mid, but uh, Fate was awesome. <laughs> that, I that, that, that seemed, yeah. yeah, that seems to be the set, but sentiment. But uh, but Pierce Brosnan as as Fate was the, the the best part of that flick. It seems like people really like the JSA stuff in that movie, but the plot line is just dreadful. Mm. Uh, so we'll wait and we'll wait and see that. But none of it's gonna matter because it uh, based on what I read today. Because uh, I I thought I read that. Um, Pretty much right before we came on this podcast, I read that uh, they're scrapping uh, Wonder Woman three, like the Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman oh, three, really? and oh, yeah, God. and they're scrap they're scrapping. Uh, there was like a Man of Steel two that they're scrapping. Thank God for that. Uh, they're scrapping something else, and basically, sometime next year, Aquaman two is going to come out, and that is going to be it for that's going to be likely it for the dceu as we know it and then james gunn has kind of got his hands full i I guess he's going to kind of pick and choose what he wants to keep uh as far as going forward and attempting to build a a a dc-esque universe because like stuff i would keep is like uh, i I, like i would basically keep gal gadot as wonder woman i would keep uh uh, why can't I remember his name? Uh, Superman. Uh, sorry, Henry who? Henry Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Thank you. I, I just blanked on Henry Cavill's name. Uh, I'm tired. Uh, yeah, I would keep Henry Cavill. I would keep Gal Gadot. I would keep uh, Viola Davis as the wall. Uh, I, I, I would honestly, I would try to keep everything kind of Suicide Squad. Uh, that I would kind of keep everything that they had going in the James Gunn Suicide Squad because I thought that uh, most of that worked, and then I would kind of maybe retool uh, everything that isn't like Waller, Harley Quinn, Superman, or uh, uh, Wonder Woman in that. But like uh, Zach Levy or Shazam. Fuck me, you're right. That. Uh, <laughs> I would keep that. How did I forget? And that's another thing. Sorry, we got two. I guess they got two left coming out because Shazam two yep. uh, is is coming out too. So yeah, I guess that. Uh, yeah, I guess they got Aquaman two and Shazam uh, two coming out, and then that'll next year sometime. Although we were supposed to have seen those two already, and then they got pushed back. So yeah, I, I, when I saw a trailer uh, for Shazam two, I'm like, I thought this was out. <laughs> yeah, and Shazam one was pretty. Dope, actually. I, I, I really like Shazam 1. Uh, I mean, the, the villain was... was uh, the, Their version of Dr. O was very forgettable, but if, I don't care, because it was about seeing the Shazam family at the uh, end of that I mean, flick, if, right? If like, Gunn is going to try to be, like, the the uh, Kevin Feige of, of mm-hmm. the DCEU, I mean, yeah. you and I have been doing this podcast for, like, eight years. Hope springs mm-hmm. eternal. Yeah, here's 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 hoping. Yeah, here's hoping for maybe DC this going time. <laughs> well, that is it. That puts a wrap on this podcast and a wrap on Phase Four in uh, the MCU. We will uh, be back uh, at some point. Maybe we'll get together and discuss uh, some of those Marvel Presents ones after you've seen them because they were both quite good. I thought. Um, yeah, that is, is it for this one. Cross show by the end of 2022. <laughs> is there another show? No, I'm saying we might squeeze another podcast in before the end of the. <laughs> yeah sure absolutely uh yeah so that is it uh for this one crossover podcast available the crossover podcast.com facebook.com slash crossover podcast and itunes please rate and subscribe five stars only we're also on google play spotify and stitcher and pretty much any podcatcher you happen to be listening to you can find us on 
any of those. Uh, leave us a review on anything of those. That always helps. Uh, five stars only, though, please. And uh, as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Uh, so that's it for the Wakanda Forever Podcast. Not it for this week. We'll be back later on. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of days with uh, Bill and Craig uh, breaking down week 13 and talking about week 14 in the NFL. We are hot right now. Hot as pistols gambling-wise. I'm like 17 games above 500 uh, betting against the spread. Uh, in our in our weekly picks, it's 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 I, I don't know I can't stress that people need to be listening need to be coming to the to the pod for gambling advice as long as we remain this hot we're we're, we're the hoop it's like when Jordan just sees the hoop this big right now and we're seeing the hoop pretty big and we're gonna try to keep that going for week fourteen uh, Kevin as always uh, pleasure talking uh, Marvel and uh, Marvel and Jay stuff with you uh, yeah. take care. And to you and take care everybody out there listening and uh, we'll talk to you next time on the crossover podcast. Yeah.